The Fourth Day of Creation from Genesis chapter 1 God said, Let there be light in the expanse of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs to mark seasons, days, and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of heaven to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of heaven to give light to the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. The fourth day of Holy Week, from Mark chapter 14. It was now two days before the feast of the Passover and the unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might seize him by deception and kill him. Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went away to the chief priests, that he might deliver him to them. They, when they heard it, were glad, and promised to give him money. He sought how he might conveniently deliver him. From John chapter 13, Jesus identifies his betrayer. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I tell you, a servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is one who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I don't speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But that the scripture may be fulfilled, he who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. From now on, I tell you before it happens, that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. Amen, amen, I tell you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in spirit, and testified, Amen, amen, I tell you, that one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. One of the disciples, whom Jesus loved, was at the table, leaning against Jesus' breast. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him and said to him, Tell us who it is of whom he speaks. He, leaning back as he was on Jesus' breast, asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus therefore answered, It is he to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. After the piece of bread, then Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. Now nobody at the table knew why he said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus said to him, Buy what things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Therefore, having received that morsel, he went out immediately. It was night. 
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. At the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore he is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned as an hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. The Old Testament lesson for Wednesday in Holy Week is written in the 62nd and 63rd chapters of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 11th verse. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. They will call them the holy people, the Lord's redeemed. You will be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Who is this who comes from Edom, with dyed garments from Basra? Who is this who is glorious in his clothing, marching in the greatness of his strength? It is I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your clothing red, and your garments like him who treads in the wine-vat? I have trodden the wine-press alone. Of the peoples, no one was with me. Yes, I trod them in my anger, and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood is sprinkled on my garments, and I have stained all my clothing. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. I looked, and there was no one to help. I wondered that there was no one to uphold. Therefore my own arm brought salvation to me. My own wrath upheld me. I trod down the peoples in my anger, and made them drunk in my wrath. I poured their lifeblood out on the earth. I will tell of the loving kindnesses of the Lord, and the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has given to us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has given to them according to his mercies, and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire, where there is no standing. The epistle is written in the first chapter of the Revelation to St. John, beginning at the fifth verse. To him who loves us and washed us from our sins by his blood, and he made us to be a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, 
He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, including those who pierced him. All the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Even so. Amen. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me. In the day when I call, answer me speedily. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time, is come. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke the twenty-second and twenty-third chapters. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now the feast of the unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes sought how they might put him to death, for they feared the people. Satan entered into Judas, who was also called Iscariot, who was counted with the twelve. He went away and talked with the chief priests and captains about how he might deliver him to them. They were glad, and agreed to give him money. He consented, and sought an opportunity to deliver him to them in the absence of the multitude. The day of the unleavened bread came, on which the Passover must be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. They said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him into the house which he enters. Tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large furnished upper room. Make preparations there. They went, found things as Jesus had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, he sat down with the twelve apostles. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will no longer by any means eat of it until it is fulfilled in God's kingdom. He received a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, I will not drink at all again from the fruit of the vine, until God's kingdom comes. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, 
This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is poured out for you. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. The Son of Man indeed goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man through whom he is betrayed. They began to question among themselves which of them it was who would do this thing. dispute also arose among them, which of them was considered to be the greatest. He said to them, The kings of the nations lorded over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. But one who is the greater among you, let him become as the younger, and one who is governing as one who serves. For who is greater, one who sits at the table, or one who serves? Isn't it he who sits at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials. I confer on you a kingdom, even as my Father conferred on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. You will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel." The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan asked to have all of you, that he might sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you, that your faith wouldn't fail. You, once you have turned again, establish your brothers. He said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. He said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will by no means crow today until you deny that you know me three times. He said to them, When I sent you out without purse, wallet, and sandals, did you lack anything? They said, Nothing. Then he said to them, But now, whoever has a purse, let him take it, and likewise a wallet, Whoever has none, let him sell his cloak and buy a sword. For I tell you that this which is written must still be fulfilled in me. He was counted with transgressors. For that which concerns me has an end. They said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. He said to them, That is enough. He came out and went as is his custom, to the Mount of Olives. His disciples also followed him. When he was at the place, he said to them, Pray that you don't enter into temptation. He was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, 
remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he rose up from his prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief and said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was speaking, a crowd appeared. He, who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He came near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? A certain one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus answered, Let me at least do this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber? with swords and clubs? When I was with you in the temple daily, you didn't stretch out your hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. They seized him and led him away, and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed from a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard, and had sat down together, Peter sat among them. A certain servant girl saw him as he sat in the light, and looking intently at him, said, This man also was with him. He denied Jesus, saying, Woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter answered, Man, I am not. After about one hour passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Truly this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Immediately. While he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the Lord's word, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. The men who held Jesus mocked him and beat him. Having blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, Prophesy! Who is the one who struck you? They spoke many other things against him, insulting him. As soon as it was day, the assembly of the elders of the people were gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away into their council, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you won't believe, and if I ask, you will in no way answer me or let me go.
From now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all said, Are you then the Son of God? He said to them, You say it, because I am. They said, Why do we need any more witness? For we ourselves have heard from his own mouth. company of them rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting the nation, forbidding paying taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, So you say. Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee even to this place. But when Pilate heard Galilee mentioned, he asked if the man was a Galilean. When he found out that he was in Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem during those days. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had heard many things about him. He hoped to see some miracle done by him. He questioned him with many words, but he gave no answers. The chief priests and the scribes stood, vehemently accusing him. Herod, with his soldiers, humiliated him and mocked him, dressing him in luxurious clothing, they sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before that they were enemies with one another. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought this man to me as one that perverts the people, and behold, having examined him before you, I found no basis for a charge against this man, concerning those things of which you accuse him. Neither has Herod, for I sent you to him, and see, nothing worthy of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Now, he had to release one prisoner to them at the feast. But they all cried out together, saying, Away with this man! Release to us Barabbas! One who was thrown into prison for a certain revolt in the city and for murder. Then Pilate spoke to them again, wanting to release Jesus. But they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify him! He said to them the third time, Why? What evil has this man done? 
I have found no capital crime in him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they were urgent with loud voices, asking that he might be crucified. Their voices and the voices of the chief priests prevailed. Pilate decreed that what they asked for should be done. He released him who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked. But he delivered Jesus up to their will. they led him away, they grabbed one Simon of Cyrene, coming from the country, and laid on him the cross, to carry it after Jesus. A great multitude of the people followed him, including women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to tell the mountains, Fall on us, and to tell the hills, Cover us. For if they do these things in the green tree, what will be done in the dry? There were also two others, two criminals, led with him to be put to death. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, They crucified him there with the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Dividing his garments among them, they cast lots. The people stood watching. The rulers with them also scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one, The soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews.
of the criminals who was hanged insulted him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, and rebuking him, said, Don't you even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said to him, Amen, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. The sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly, this was a righteous man. All the multitudes that came together to see this, when they saw the things that were done, were turned home, beating their breasts. All his acquaintances, and the women who followed with him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Behold, a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man. He had not consented to their counsel indeed, from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was also waiting for God's kingdom. This man went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. He took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb that was cut in stone, where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was drawing near. The women who had come with him out of Galilee followed after, and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. They returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment.
He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. sermon by St. John Chrysostom on John 13, read earlier in this service. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Chrysostom. Let us see from John 13 what Jesus does now, and what actions he now exhibits towards the traitor, 
the man Judas, whom most of all there was reason to hate, because being a disciple, having shared the table and the morsel, having seen the miracles and been deemed worthy of such things, he acted more grievously than any, not stoning Jesus, nor insulting him, but betraying and giving him up. Observe in how friendly sort Jesus receives this man, washing his feet. For even in this way, Jesus desired to restrain Judas from that wickedness. Yet it was in Christ's power, had he willed it, to have withered Judas like a fig tree, to have cut him in two just as Jesus rent the rocks, to have torn him asunder like the veil. But not even by this was that wretched and miserable man shamed. So then, Jesus washing the betrayer's feet, who had already decided to betray him, also proves Judas's great wickedness, that not even sharing the bread restrained him, a thing which is most able to restrain wickedness, the bread. Not the fact that even up to the last day, his master continued to bear with him. So Christ washed the feet of the traitor, the sacrilegious, the thief, and that close to the time of the betrayal, and incurable as Judas was, Christ made Judas a partaker of his table. What pride should not this remove? What kind of folly and insolence should it not annihilate? He who sits upon the cherubim wash the feet of the traitor, and do you, O man, you that are earth and ashes and cinders and dust, do you exalt yourself? Are you high-minded? Yet, after Jesus calls his disciples clean, he says, But not every one of you. Oh, what forbearance! Christ does not yet convict the traitor, but veils the matter, hence giving the traitor room for repentance. He convicts and yet does not convict him when he says thus, He that eats bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. But having said, but not every one of you, in order to attach more fear to more than one, he at last separates the traitor like light from darkness, speaking thus, He that eats bread with me. For thee, not all of you, does not direct the words to any single one disciple. Therefore he added, He that eats bread with me. So that Jesus was showing to that wretched one, Judas, that he was not betrayed and seized in ignorance, but even with full knowledge. A thing, the full knowledge of Christ, which of itself was most of all fitted to restrain Judas. And he said not, betrays me, but has lifted up his heel against me, desiring to represent the deceit, the treachery, the secrecy of the plot. By laying the whole accusation upon one, Jesus would have cut short their fear by adding, one of you. He troubled all. Now for the first time Jesus convicted the traitor, but not even now by name. But how? It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. 
Even the manner of the rebuke was calculated to put Judas to shame. Judas respected not the table, though he shared the bread. Be it so. But the receiving the morsel from Christ's own hand, whom would not that have won over? Yet Judas it won not. Satan, laughing at Judas for his shamelessness, As long as Judas belonged to the band of disciples, Satan dared not spring upon him, but attacked him from outside. But when Christ made Judas manifest, when Christ revealed Judas and separated him as light from darkness, then Satan sprang upon him without fear. It was not fitting for Christ to keep within the disciples one of such a character, and who so long had remained incorrigible. Therefore, Christ henceforth cast Judas out, and then that other, Satan, seized him when cut off, and Judas, leaving them, went forth by night. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do it quickly. Now no one at the table knew why Christ said this to Judas, so it says in verse 28, Wonderful insensibility! How could it be that Judas was neither softened nor shamed, but rendered yet more shameless? He went out. The do quickly from Christ is not the expression of one commanding nor advising, but of one reproaching and showing Judas that he desired to correct him, but that since he was incorrigible, Christ let him go. And this, the evangelist says, no man of those that sat at the table knew. Someone may perhaps find here a considerable difficulty if when the disciples had asked, Who is it? And he had answered, He to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped. They still did not even so understand, unless indeed he spoke it secretly, so that no man should hear. For John, on this very account, leaning by his breast, asked him almost close to his ear, so that the traitor might not be revealed or made manifest. And Christ answered in like manner, answering, whispering in his ear, so that not even then did Christ reveal him. And though he spoke emphatically, Friend, what you do, do quickly, even so they understood it not. But Christ spoke this way to show that the things were true which had been said by him to the Jews concerning his death. For he had said to them, I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it again. And also, no man taketh it from me. As long then as he would retain his life, no man was able to take it. But when he resigned it, then the action became easy. All this he implied when he said, What you do, do quickly. Yet not even then did he expose him. For perhaps the others might have torn him in pieces, or Peter might have killed him. On this account, no man at the table knew. And not even John. Not even he. For he could not have expected that a disciple would arrive at such a pitch of wickedness. For since they were far from such iniquity themselves, they could not suspect such things concerning others. As before, he had told them, 
I speak not of you all, yet did not reveal the person. So here they thought that it was said concerning some other matter. It was night, says the evangelist, when Judas went out. Why does the evangelist tell us this? So we may learn Judas's forwardness, that not even the time restrained him from his purpose. Yet not even did this make him quite manifest. Not even this revealed him as a traitor, for the others were at this time in confusion, occupied by fear and great distress, and they knew not the reason of what had been said, but supposed that Christ spoke in this way, in order that Judas might give somewhat to the poor. The disciples then thought that Jesus said this, that Judas should give something to the poor, and not even this shamed him. Christ not being willing even to the last day to make him a public example. We too ought to do like this and not parade the sins of our companions, though they be incurable. For even after this, Christ gave a kiss to the man who came to betray him and Christ endured such a horrible betrayal as that was. And then Christ proceeded to a thing far greater daring, the cross itself, to the death of shame. And there again, Christ manifested his loving kindness. And here he calls it glory, showing us that there is nothing so shameful and reproachful, which makes not brighter him who goes to it, if it be done according to the will of God. At last, after the going forth of Judas to the betraying, Christ says, Now is the Son of Man glorified. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. A man said unto Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy.
and said unto Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. We continue with the creed and the prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we, who for our evil deeds are continually afflicted, may mercifully be relieved by the passion of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death, good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, Help us, good Lord, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment, Help us, good Lord. We, poor sinners, implore you to hear us, O Lord. To rule and govern your holy Christian church, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. To preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life. To put an end to all schisms and causes of offense. To bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, to accompany your word with your spirit and grace, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, 
to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our President Joseph and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings, to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Do not reward us according to our iniquities. O God, merciful Father, you have promised to hear the prayers of all who, in repentance, called out to you. Graciously hear us so that all evils which beset us may be of no avail, that we, your servants, may evermore give thanks to you in your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no man be justified. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments, which we have deserved, may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.